You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast, where we try to help your game in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by our most popular online training program, AMG+. AMG Plus is the best way to train your swing online. It includes our four key golf instruction systems, the swing system, the speed system, the short game system, and coming soon, the putting system. But that's just scratching the surface. You also get access to us and other AMG certified instructors who will answer your questions and review your swing checkpoints and so much more. Just head over to athleticmotiongolf.com forward slash plus. That's athleticmotiongolf.com forward slash plus to get started today. One of the most common questions, Sean, we get at the end of lessons is, okay, what should I work on when I practice? I can practice an hour a week, or I can practice an hour a day, whatever the case may be, what should I work on? And without knowing your stats, and that's really the first place to start is get some stats together so you can see your deficiencies rather than feel your deficiencies, which we're all subject to making poor decisions when we walk off the golf course about what went wrong that round. Right. May have missed a, a, a two footer on the last hole, but putted great early in the round. So that's, that's not the problem. Right. So you want to have that black and white data that you can go off of, but assuming that where do people need to spend time practicing? Yeah. I've been thinking about this. Um, it's like, a number one, number one skill in golf, you have to be able to drive the ball off the tee. If you can't drive the ball, all bets are off. So can't play. It's a great place to start. You know, the, the cool part about practicing your driver, it's on a flat driving range on a tee, and that's the same situation you get on the golf course. It's the only shot. On, they, they're in the putting green. Yeah, are they only similar, yeah. the similar real-world practices? So you can put your alignment sticks down, pick a target, Pick the same target and try to hit the same shot over and over. And and let's just, we'll just call this like a scoring episode. We're not trying to change a golf swing here. Let, if, if someone came to me and they're a hundred shooter and they say, hey, if you can get me to shoot 90 in a year or six months, I'll give you a million bucks. And all you're ever going to do is hit balls yeah, and, and not, play. You're not going to practice. Right. I'd say, all right, let's, let's figure out a shape with the driver. If it's a 20 yard slice and you know it's coming every time, yeah. that's what we're going to hit. Yeah. So same shot every time off the tee. Don't try to work the ball left and right. The tour players have trouble with that. They double cross. I'm amazed at how many 10 to 15 handicappers talk about working the both, ball even, both even ways. Even like low handicappers. Yeah, even scratch golfers. Like, oh, I'm not that good. This driver not that good. like, dude. It's fun, but if we're talking about scoring, you're going to double your misses. Yeah, you are. Hit the same shot over and over again. Get good at that. Get it kind of a shot shape that you trust and can play. And that would probably be a number one. And I would also um, probably get some Dr. Shields foot spray and spray the club face mm. because you might not be spray a, paint. Don't do that. Dr. Shoals powdered foot spray. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Um, you spray it on the face of the driver, mm -hmm. you know, hit five shots and pay attention to where the ball's hitting the face. And hopefully you've got, some kind of pattern, whether it's heel or toe, and maybe you can make a simple adjustment, maybe move a little farther away, move a little closer, and get that more in the sweet spot. And and that's an easy way right there to, to help your game. Hit the ball in the sweet spot and and pick it, you know, have a consistent shape with the driver. You kind of know where the ball's going. And you know, Scott Foss is the first person I ever heard say really all clubs in golf, but especially the driver, it's a shotgun. Mm -hmm. It's not a sniper rifle. No. 
right? So if you can stand on the range, like our, our range at Carterville, I'm, I walked it off. It's 60 yards wide. If you can stand there in the middle of the opposite tee and hit all of your drives inside that 60 yard swath width of the driving range, that's what you're going to have to play with. Yeah, you got a good shot at getting you're, the ball. You're not going to hit them all 20 yards or less than mm-hmm. that. You're going to use all 60 yards if you hit 20 balls, right? To me, the trick is no double crosses. No double crosses. And those get introduced. You try to draw one on the first hole, and then you got a well, dog leg right, and you try to fade the next drive. Because everybody's suspect to a double cross. It's just but when you try to work the ball both ways, now you're bringing in two double crosses. Now, granted, like Tiger Woods in the heyday was probably working the ball, but you know. Well, a n- number that's a good point. A number of tour players, I mean, this isn't our opinion, a number of tour players have told us there's about, at any one time, in any one year, there's about eight, sometimes 15 guys, but usually around eight to 10 guys who under the gun can do it both ways. Just another level. Right. Everyone else is trying to master that one shot. Yep. And 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 for you, you pick what you think is probably more appropriate. But pick the easiest one to hit the most often. Yeah, and that would be the first one. Um, number two, and I think this is probably kind of extrapolated from Mark Brody book years ago, is like mm-hmm. that that zone where it's outside of a pitching wedge and it's not a, like a four iron. It's like the like like the scoring zone with the irons, I guess you would say. If I, if I remember, it's what the tour guys are one seventy to two hundred, basically. Yeah, what he figured out, uh, he's a researcher from MIT. Um, he correlated the earnings to what part of the game, like who, what part of the game correlated to the highest money winnings, and he kind of went through it. He thought it was this and he thought it thought it was putting and he thought well right. maybe it's the driver distance and what he found out it was that whatever zone he called it was that kind of like a little bit longer iron shot that if they can get it somewhere near the green they had a pretty good chance of making a lot of money that year and and we kind of figured it's like that 150 right yeah for ams it's going to be you know 150 to 175 yeah, it's kind of like your mid iron it's 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 about halfway from the driver and it's about halfway from the lob wedge. But, but think, you know, make this personal. So think about your, the course you normally play. Think about what clubs, I and mean, we all kind of hit a, a couple clubs more than most, right? For our, for your approach. Shots. It was my eight. I think when I was growing up, yeah. that was, I had an eight in my hand all the time. Like if, if you're always pulling nine iron, eight iron, and that's consistently what you have for second shots at your home course from the tees you play or whatever the case may be, that's the club you want to be really good with that yeah. range. Yeah. Cause you'll pick up a stroke here and there and cause you're good with it. It's exactly right. Cause you're going to have it a lot. So, you know, you're not going to have probably the same approaches that tour caliber golf courses make those players hit, but you're going to have approach shot that, you know, however far you drive it, whatever tee box you play from, you're going to be in that, maybe that 25, 30 yard range where you need to be really good with that club. And, you know, if you can get off the tee again, that's the number one priority. Then you're going to have second shots. If you can get off the tee, can't get off the tee. You're going to be starting with third shots or four shots. Mm. If you can get off the tee, you're going to be having second shots to hit those greens. So you want to look at what range you most often have spend your time on that range. Don't go out and try to 
hit every iron and be good with every iron because you're four irons you're, like you're just tight lies the amount of time you spend doing that is not going to reward you with lower scores but you don't get the bang for your butt right. for your time the next one and we see this a lot with golf because we, we do golf schools every month down in florida um for four guys to a time and part of it's a short game portion of it and and I, on this one there's kind of two areas it's like the little 15 yards pitch around the greens with a lob wedge not a lob shot just a normal mid trajectory bread, bread and butter wedge shot very shot. difficult for people to execute and it's that shot where a lot of times it's over a bunker it's it's over some deep rough you mm-hmm. can't hit the bump the bump and run i feel like you know that, that a lot of people can hit that shot pretty well it's like a putt it's like a putt basically in the back of your stance you get that lob wedge in your hand and you got to make a, like a execute a pretty tight little pitch shot motion. That's when the wheels can fall off. Yeah. I'm thinking of a couple of guys. I'm thinking of my dad as one who would rather have that shot in kind of the first cut than he would from a tight lie. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he's more comfortable hitting less loft, right. Because of, you know, you, you build up that scar tissue you have a tight lie shot over a bunker lob wedge, you drop it into the bunker. That kind of stings. And that kind of And you're mad. You remember that the next time you have a similar shot. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, embrace those shots. You, you you set up correctly and so much of that shot, we're not gonna talk about golf swing, but so much of that shot set up. The the success of it's gonna be determined as setup. Like we did the golf school is a perfect example. We know when a guy goes to hit that shot if it's going to be a success or not before the club gets taken back. It's like, there's no chance here, especially on uneven lies. Like, no, mm, that ain't no. going to work. You'd have to be a wizard to make this work. Yeah. And you're probably not going to golf schools if you are a wizard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that 15 yarder and, it, and now this is kind of another category. We kind of call it distance wedges, but like that 40 yard shot, the no man's land shot. Yeah. We call it no man's land. Cause everybody that comes through these golf schools is like, all right, let's go hit from 40 yards. Oh, wow, this yeah. one's fucking terrible. <laughs> it's like a lot of moaning and groaning on the 40-yarder. Yeah. So that's one, too. It's just, you know, uh, set up and then, you know, kind of good swing plane. And the cool part about working on that shot in the in the 15 to 20-yard pitch, your technique has to get a little bit better. You have to swing it a little more on plane, which is also, by the way, is going to bleed into your other clubs. So your whole game kind of gets better and you got more confidence in that range, which, you know, your mental state improves. You're not dreading that shot. Yeah. 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 Cause then, you know, you're going to start laying back for your approach shots on par fives to be out of that number. And then you're going to say, okay, if, if you and I are playing a wedge game, would you feel more comfortable at 40 yards or a hundred yards? 40. I mean, 40. Yeah. Uh, and Dave Pell said it years ago and he, he made that exact point. He said, you get a good 40 yard wedge player and a good hundred yard wedge player. It's let, lights out. It's not even going to be close. It's not even going to be close. I mean, I, I, or I, average. It's not even going to be close. You have to be yeah. so good from a hundred yards to beat the 40 yard. The 40 yard doesn't have to be great to beat a hundred yard. That's right. It's that much more like big, it's that big of a deal to get good at that shot. So that, that gives you the driver that gives you a, a good solid iron shot. I know, oh, by the way, when you miss irons, you're probably going to miss some more than two feet off the green. You probably have this little pitch shot, right? And you're often going to miss them most often by a large percentage, miss them short. Yep. So the other part of that is on the par fives. Now, 
That 40 yard shot, you might stuff one in there and make a birdie, yep. right? Because that's a common par five. Yeah, yeah. You, you play that, you don't miss the green by 40 yards too often on a right. par so four. That, like a par five leave. Mm -hmm. And then the very last one here, we'll call this the four. Uh, the, the the four ways to get bang for your buck right. with practice. And uh, I got this one from David Thompson. I think he got it from Lauren Roberts. Um, he, he would, I'd go to these golf clinics with David. He would bring me along, kind of carry his bag sometimes and watch, and watch <laughs> him, watch him do, watch him do clinics for like Lincoln Finance. He'd do the swings and you yeah. do the teaching. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. And uh, I remember him saying, if everybody just practiced their four footers and they're 40 footers because yeah. he goes, I know nobody has a lot of time here. We're all bankers. They were all bankers. It yeah. was, it was, it was one of those type deals. Practice your four footy, four footers and your 40 footers and the rest of them will be pretty good too. And then that one stuck with me. I was like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. And, um, if you've limited for time, practice those two ranges and you'll find that your three putts get less speed control gets a little better and, and you, your scores will come down. I'm laughing because Golf, you know, we do we do playing lessons, and you know, a player will be one twenty out and hits it to thirty five, forty feet, and then a hornet disgusted <laughs> that he didn't flag it. Yeah, but that's what you're gonna do most often. You're gonna hit it to thirty to forty feet. You're gonna have that intermediate putt that you are statistically more likely to three putt than one putt. Yep. Right, and then. You're going to have most of your second putts are going to be somewhere, especially from that distance, are going to be somewhere in that three to five foot range. So the the putting that you're going to have the most deal with is that four to 40. It's a brilliant observation. Yeah. And it's like just the, they, they're so good at they're so good at golf and they played it for so long. They just figure this stuff out yeah. like kind of randomly without a bunch of stats, I feel like. Right. And the more we do it, like I can. I can um, see us giving these lag putting lessons and uh, we'll say, hey, on a 40-footer or a lag putt, try to get it within 10% of the length of the putt. And that's a pretty good expectation. Yeah. From 50 feet, try to get it to 5 feet. From 40 feet, try to get it inside 4 feet. So it's it's right on the money on that the kind of like 10% rule. And um, if you can work on those, and we've got you know videos, we've got a short game, so we don't have a putting system yet, but we will. Um, we've got some putting content on YouTube but um, the, again, it comes back to maybe sna snap a chalk line on the four footers, get used to seeing the ball go in the hole. That's the thing I, I used to do that helped me the I most. I think for, for lag putting, especially the 40 footers, lay two tees down, you know, two feet apart. Don't putt to a hole on 40 footers. Get used to the, the and I, I want to say it was maybe Pels or maybe somebody else said one of the best things I ever heard as far as distance control goes good putters know where to stop the ball huh. right from 40 feet you're trying to stop the ball at 40 feet it's because your make shift. percentage is so small it like don't bother putting to a to a hole get used to learning how far the ball rolls so you can stop it at 40 feet stop it at 45 feet stop it at 50 feet that's way better you'll make a couple but that's way better than just always putting at the hole. Cause what happens? We see it every day when we go to the course guy put, he'll have two balls in his pocket or three balls. The first one will blow by, then he'll adjust. And then I get learn a thing. Then I hit that 40 footer to six inches. I'm, I'm good to go. It's funny. Um, 
I've never thought about it like this, but people probably would be better off practicing like to like a towel. Yeah. Like try to try to land it on, keep the ball in the towel. Cause the, the hole immediately your mind associates that with, I'm, I'm trying to putt to the hole, right. not stop it at the hole. It's like a subtle shift, but in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, I need to go practice that. <laughs> I'm not a very good lag putter always. Well, you know, the, just think about the old, you know, drive for show, putt for dough, how backwards that is. Yeah. Especially in today's game. Um, You better be driving f- Scott, for dough. <laughs> Scott was telling us this story. Scott Hamilton, um, you know, works with a ton of tour players, was telling us this story last year. It's like he went and watched – practice round with a player. These guys that have their tour cards. So, you know, the player who had the driver yips and a Mm. a player who had the putting yips. It was in a little, one of those little side money games, the player with the driving yips. And this, he's told us this last year and this happened four or five years ago. The player with the driver yips is no longer on tour. The player with the putter yips has never gotten off the tour. Yeah. He's still playing. Like you can't make up. You can drive. Like you're not going to win without making putts, right? And that's all we see on TV is the guys who are winning and rolling putts in from everywhere. They're hot, the putter. Right. Like you need to make putts to win. That's that's pretty obvious. But if you want to consistently play high level golf, you have to be able to drive the ball well, drive it in play, and you have to be able to get it on or near the greens fairly often. Making putts from that determines how far you're putting from. Exactly right. So that, that gives you kind of, if you're going out to practice this weekend, it's like, what's today? Thursday. Yeah. You got an hour. Break it down. And if you're a terrible driver, more to spend 45 minutes doing that until you get that in line. And then you, then you address the next weakest point, but don't, don't go 15, 15 and 15 and expect your scores to drop. If you're hitting four balls out of bounds. Yeah. You put put them kind of an order of importance for where you are currently. And, and go to work, and your scores are going to come down. Is it's hundred percent? You start shooting better scores. Yeah, smarter practice is way better than a lot of practice, and this is a good way to, to self-diagnose where you need to spend your practice time, and then get out there and do it. Very good. We good. We're good. So, if you guys are enjoying these, please go on iTunes, leave us a written review and a five star. We're trying to help as many golfers as we can, and you can help us do that.